0: We have two segments on the program today. We're going to kick things off with Jerry Renshaw, and he's the chairman of the Southwest District Livestock Show that's going to be coming to Chickasha this uh, next week. So, Jerry, I want to thank you for coming in, and uh, always look forward to this great event every
1: February. Thank you, George. Yeah, we're pretty excited this year coming up the 22nd year for the Southwest District Livestock Show to be held back here at the home beginning place of Chickasha, Oklahoma. Uh We've got uh, our entries are up a little bit over last year. Uh, The sponsorships are up quite a bit. Uh, We're looking at uh, having prize money ranging in the $15,000 plus range and and as well as having new sponsors to sponsor different things of the show like the photos, uh, like the prizes and everything else for the Ag Mechanics show. Uh, We're just really excited to be here. So 2,000 animals, how many exhibitors? Uh, Those 2,000 exhibitors will probably represent uh, right at uh 1700 kids depending how many double entries there were yeah because some show more than one animal correct so uh yeah. and we're talking about when we say southwest district it's mainly southwest oklahoma pretty much right that is correct southwest oklahoma uh you know uh, our line is kind of uh the uh, i-40 running east and west and then uh probably just Going straight down 81, catching Rush Springs, and then hooking over to Sterling and stuff like that, going down to Cotton County uh, like that. Yes, so like 14 counties, so that's a good chunk. Yes. And uh, ag is a big, big part of uh, the lifestyle in southwest Oklahoma. It is, and and, and to kind of prove that point, the Southwest District Livestock Show is one of the largest district shows in the Mid-Plain states. So okay, from from Texas to the Dakota, and it's probably it's probably the third largest behind
0: in Oklahoma behind the the Oklahoma's Oklahoma City and Tulsa. And Tulsa. So correct. So yeah, so it's it's a busy week, and I I know you spent a lot of time um, over the last year
1: getting ready, and and now it's here. It it's here. It's it's go time, and we're excited. Uh, uh, entries will be starting to come in on Tuesday, the thirteenth, uh, starting with the sheep and goats and the agriculture mechanics projects and then Wednesday we will have the show for the uh, sheep and goats and the ag mechanics project show which is now in its fifth year and it's just growing and growing with over 106 projects entered and we're all excited about that like I said earlier the goat show and the sheep show those numbers are above last year and uh, uh, we're just we're we're ready for a good time now about how long have the kids been uh, raising these animals well, like for your, for your sheep and your goats and your swine, you know, those, those kids have been in the barns there at their place uh, over, you know, coming on five to six months. The cattle, uh, uh, if they're mature steers and, and, and coming two-year-old heifers, they've had them for a year and a half. And uh, so and the, the chickens in the poultry division and the broiler, broiler deal, you know, that's something that just happened at the, at the turn of this year in the 2024. They're ordered, they're received as chicks, and, and then they're, they're putting on a growing program. And so, you know, those chicks have been uh, in their hands for uh, six to seven, eight weeks.
0: So it's a lot of work, and it's a lot of discipline, but uh, the 4-H and FFA kids uh, are used to that, aren't they?
1: They are, and it pays off in the end uh, just by, uh, you know, their ability to work, their ability to learn, and ability to try, uh, you know, and it it keeps them off their cell phone and keeps them off uh, Game Boy and all that (laughs) stuff and learning how to be more productive as citizens. Right. They're up before dawn. They, They had to get out in the terribly cold weather we
0: had last month, and- it takes a, a lot of dedication uh, for a 10, 11,
1: 12, 15, 16, 17-year-old kid to do that. That's correct. Regardless of Mother Nature, all this stuff has to go on, and, and it's their projects, and it's their responsibility. And, and this is probably where you know, they really get a bigger appreciation and grasp for what they're doing in this sector of agriculture.
0: Now, you've got the judges already selected, and uh, you do you that really early, don't you? Don't they usually yes. approved in the fall or something yes, like that? Yes,
1: we, we, uh, we, we start early. Uh, we work off as much as we can off the recommendations of the ag teacher at their summer conference meetings and stuff. And we just go out there and, and try to hustle them first if they're available. And then of course we have a little uh, selection order to go down the line as, as we go. And if we're unsuccessful with choice one, we go to choice two. Uh, and that's a big deal. It really is. It um, is. Uh, we, we uh, are very excited to know that, uh, like I said, we're the biggest district show in the mid plain state. And with that, uh, judges from several different states come, and and uh, you know they they know who we are, and, and uh, sometimes this is a beginning ground to judge at at the Southwest District for that opportunity to judge some bigger state show or a national show.
0: Now, do some of the school districts they actually will uh, uh, air the program? Like uh, they'll stream the stream the video?
1: Yes, that's correct. Yeah, yeah. There, there's a program, a, a little ag. Uh, communications program and they'll be ringside and watching and doing the filming and following through and, uh, not a whole lot of interviews, but it is all live and, you know, with sound. And if you're, if you're uh, streamed into it, you can watch the whole show from home. So, another unique thing about this show is usually, if you if a if youth shows
0: at a show like this, usually there's a, there's a breed champion, and then there's an overall
1: grand champion, correct, and usually a reserve. But you actually have another uh, placing. And in, uh, in, 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 we'll just start with the grand champion down. We have a grand, a reserve grand, and a bronze, which would be called the third best. That goes that comes on down into the. Uh, into the breeds where we have a champion, a reserve champion, and a bronze, third best for that. And then that goes down into the placing of the class, which would be first, second, and third. And and I have seen many classes uh, being champion, reserve champion, and bronze. All three came out of that one same class. Is that right? Yeah. <laughs> It's
0: uh, very interesting. And uh,
1: there's, you mentioned the sponsors, and
0: there's so many. Did uh, the, the, the breed champion get hats or something like that? Or they use The, they the, used show, to. the, the showmanship, showmanship winners. okay. Which
1: there'll be a, a, a judge, usually from Redlands College, that is judging each class, and, and they will pick their top winner or top one, two winners of, of that class and receive a cap, uh, which this year is sponsored by. Uh, Add credit of Western Oklahoma, all the caps, and we're very thankful for them. And and uh, chill, that just goes to some of the more opportunities for prizes that these students receive. So, other than you as chairman and the other uh, the other board members, how many are there? There's eight of us all together. Okay. and superintendent, and are they elected or appointed? Or they are they are elected. Uh, some superintendents are appointed until then an election is made, uh, depending on the the need of change or reason of change. But, yeah, we're, we, we go through a democratic process. And in addition to being chairman, you're doing double and
0: triple duty, I guess, uh, well, again I, this year, right? As I yeah. came on the
1: board several years ago, I was the cattle superintendent, and I still am. And, and then when we started the Ag Mechanics Project show, I'm the superintendent of that. Uh, but I do have help. Uh, Mr. Chad Chaplin is also serving as assistant beef cattle superintendent, which that way it frees me up to help run the paperwork. <laughs> there you go. And uh, one of the busiest people that week is going to be Bonnie Lawler, and she's been associated with the show for years. Forever, yeah. And she, she takes care of all the receiving of the entries. Uh, she'll take care of all the, of the, uh, of the placing money and everything while we're there at the show. Yeah, the and, kids get paid when they yeah, get there. they get right. paid that they'll, they'll that, pay day. that yeah. day. That's correct. And and uh, you know, uh she'll be a very busy person. So Now, a lot of these animals I'm sure are going to be going to probably OYE, the Oklahoma Youth Expo in the spring.
0: That's the, that's a huge huge show.
1: That's correct. They'll be following up and their goal is is to go, you know, we're a pass-through show meaning from us as a district, we're going to go to Oklahoma City to Oklahoma Youth Expo and and you know, they're uh, going c- to compete up there, but uh, the ones that want to r- tune up, practice up, shine up on their animals now, they, they, they will come to the Southwest District.
0: Now, there's going to be a couple of, of special uh, people that have been associated with
1: the show for years that will be have some special recognition? That's correct. Last year, in our 21st year of the Southwest District show, being back at Chickasha, we started an honoree program, and the first honorees last year was the original board of directors and chairman for the southwest district show this year we're going to honor two people one is jane craig of the of the craig foundation uh, who was helped her and her husband mike uh, helped immensely in starting the show here 22 years ago with the heifers with some seed money for prize money for that and then From there, that's just flourished and grown and everything else. The second recipient will be Danny Weedle, which will be the outgoing chairman of the show, and uh, for all his years and time spent with the uh, the fair board for the Southwest District Livestock Show.
0: And uh, he was even involved uh, when the show was held in Carnegie many years ago, when he was the uh, uh, ag teacher there at Carnegie. That's correct. Yeah, Yeah,
1: he was. uh, You know, it was at the Carnegie Fairgrounds, and he was the Carnegie ag teacher, and and so uh, you know. If anybody got a first hand look from start to finish, it was always Danny Weedle. And he's done a great job there and left me with a great uh, uh, job to do. And he's always as close as a phone call for me. I really appreciate him. Now, the kids can apply for some, there's some different kind of scholarships that they can uh, earn as well. That is correct. One new scholarship that we started last year was the Agriculture Mechanics Scholarship for a senior based on application, based on project. They had to have at least a project shown here the year before in Ag Mechanics. And then the standard uh, project uh, scholarship that we have is the Vernon Crow Scholarship for two seniors uh, based on their accomplishments and need in the program. Uh, and a lot of these, uh, youth have had some hardships they've had to overcome, whether
0: it's been, uh, you know, uh, an animal, a loss, you know, of, an loss animal. of an animal because of some critters, you know, correct. Coyotes yeah. the, or whatever getting that, into there. that help yeah. comes
1: from, from losses. Uh, usually, probably with their livestock for some unforeseen circumstance, or and or uh, you know some unforeseen circumstance, maybe death that of happened the at home, death of the family
0: or something like that. So, Correct. Uh, but uh, very worthy, and uh, we already know who they are, but they'll be announced. Uh, they'll be announced then. Correct.
1: Uh, then. So okay. So the first animals come in on Tuesday. Correct. The right. S- sheep and goats. Mm-hmm. They'll start showing on uh, nine o'clock on Wednesday morning. The Agriculture Project show will start uh, on Wednesday morning. And then during that afternoon, the the cattle will be coming in to get bedded down and entered to start showing on Thursday at 9 o'clock. And then that afternoon, uh, evening, about 6 to 8, the uh, swine will be allowed to come in and everything, and they'll start showing on on Friday. Uh, That presentation for the honorees will be Friday, somewhere in the afternoon, at the conclusion of the guilt Show and before the beginning of the first breeds of bears that will show on Friday. In addition to all that that's going on, there's a huge trade show that just keeps growing and growing. Yes, the trade show, there's going to be at least 25 different vendors. Uh, and they'll be representing agricultural services, agricultural equipment, uh, trailers for your livestock. They'll be at representing uh, uh, clothes and jewelry and uh your your different feed needs from your co-ops and stuff or your show feeds and and just the array is big come and, and see it and enjoy it and they'll have concessions will the concession be open there will yep. be a concession stand in the in the main arena where the show is and i believe there's still one out there in the arena where the swine barn will be and let's talk more about the ag mechanics
0: because that's such a that's one of the biggest growing sectors <clears throat> of this now what of this fifth year you said uh
1: and Last okay. year last year was a great project that won the overall. Yes. Uh, last year in our year yeah. number 4, the the grand champion project was a uh, barbecue trailer on wheels that had fold up wings in the roof, uh, had had a a smoker on it, had a grill on it, had all the different things that you would need to pull up to a location and cook uh, whether it be, you know, smoked or grilled or fried uh, and, and have a warmers for, for, uh, your pot food and stuff like that, beans and whatever. And, uh, you know, we're, we're expecting some more trailers this year. Uh, and where was that, where was that winning entry? That, from? that winning entry was from Canute. Canute. And, uh, uh, we're going to have, uh, based on what I saw on entries just yesterday, the trailer count is up. We started a new division last year in the tractor restoration and, uh, we had one entry. This is brand new and we're, we're, we're building steam and and we will have another tractor entry this year. For a matter of fact, from here in Grady County, so uh, we're excited about the show. There's 106 pre-entered, and uh, uh, I I really feel like that we'll have uh, 80 to 90 of those projects show up. And uh, for it's there's no admission to go in. It's just come on in and uh, this is free to the public yeah. and come and watch and enjoy and, and learn something and and you'll bring your little kids if they're not in school and, and uh, watch the show and and uh, support the youth that uh, are working on learning how to feed our country.
0: Very good. Jerry, thanks for coming in today. We really appreciate it, and uh, looking forward to uh, another great show coming up this next week. We're excited. Thank right. you, sir. Jerry Renshaw, he's the chairman for the Southwest District Livestock Show that's going to be at the Grady County Fairgrounds this next week. Next up, we have Spencer Winsendreed on the program. He's the City of Chickasha's Parks and Recreation Director. And, Spencer, thanks for coming in today. Appreciate
2: Yo, it. George, thanks for the invite. I really appreciate it.
0: We've had some great weather uh, here the last couple of weeks, yeah, uh, and it's I mean it's been 60s and almost 70 and in January. It, well, I guess we're now in February. Yeah, but well, still it's
2: still crazy warm for this time of year.
0: No doubt, and so that's turning our attention to a lot of outdoor activities and things. Absolutely. And uh, I know you're getting ready for you know the really busy season in the, in the parks area. So uh, give us a little recap of some things you're working on.
2: Right. So we're uh, gearing up for mowing in the mm-hmm. parks. So all we got to take care of all the parks in town. Uh prepping the pool so that can be open here pretty quick. The YMCA runs it but the city maintains it and it gets it ready and closes it up. Uh we also have the lake that we're cleaning up. My, I've got guys today. Lake Chicachet. Lake Chickache out at the lake right now, uh cleaning it up, uh, cutting cutting areas and cleaning it up, make it look good. Sports complex, we're cleaning that up because we're gonna start games out there the first weekend in March. So it's coming up.
0: Yeah, a couple of weeks away, and that, we know how busy that is, uh, and it's such a great, uh, great benefit, great asset for the city.
2: Right. Lots of people come to town for that. Tons of people.
0: So let's talk about this. Uh, the city council this week approved a resolution to create a healthy food task force. So yes, uh, what's, the, what's the, the deal behind that?
2: This uh, task force is going to evaluate the, uh, the food availability, healthy food availability in the town, and see what's going on there. Uh, but really, that's all they're going to do is gonna give a snapshot of where everything's at and what's available in the city.
0: Want to make sure that uh, folks have access to healthy foods. Yes, and that's a, a concern not just in Chickasha, but it's a, it's a nationwide problem. Uh, Accessibility we all know- is definitely
2: an issue with some of this in, in other communities. So and I I hope it's not one here we'll find out after the study. And so
0: what's the primary goal of of having this this task force and what's the end right. goal of this?
2: Right, right. So there's kind of like four different things it kind of hits on. Um but it, the city council is going to uh, direct or uh, it's going to direct the task force to assess the location, availability, distribution and transportation of food. Option 2 or section 2, it's going to the uh, food insecurity uh, residential enrollment in food assistance programs so we're going to try to evaluate if everyone has access to that that needs that third we're going to assess the uh, marketing of healthy foods and see how that's being done Um, and then the fourth one is the uh, one that was brought up in the council meeting uh, was the uh, assess the uh, cultural preferences preferences for uh, for food and then uh, people how the shop and and kind of that kind of thing but but really it's just gonna assess it make a report and then give it to council that's all they're gonna do with this
0: and afterwards uh, the city's gonna get a, a nice grant from uh, the TSET program that's right. that's the that's the right. really the, the gist of of having this task yep. force
2: right I, I, I don't this is this work is purely for a grant for 120 grand if we get the grant so if we do all the steps we'll get 120 grand and we can do things like build an accessible playground Or we could update the splash pad in in Shannon Springs where some of the parts are starting to go bad because it was built back in 2007 and it's at the end of its life. Uh, We could also update our master plan so we could get more funding for things like uh, like the trail system we just got. It's because we had it uh, outlined in our previous master plan. So that $1.8 million trail grant we got because it was in our master plan.
0: And is that the the project that's going to be going on at Shannon Springs Park uh, yes, next year? So yes, talk about it. Give us an update on that.
2: Yeah, no. So uh, we got an ODOT grant maybe six months ago. Mm-hmm. And uh, this grant is going to be used to redo all the walking trail surface in Shannon Springs Park. It's about 1.2 miles of trails. And uh, with that, uh, we're going to get all new trails, hopefully address some erosion issues, and... Uh, also put some lighting in if there's some extra money available if if the inflation doesn't eat it up by then and all this is going to happen by it's going to start they're going to start putting this in uh march of next year march of 2025 and they should have it all done before festival of light gears up because that was the timeline i wanted to get it in because i don't want to overlap this trail project with the festival of light
0: and uh, the reason for the delay is uh, ODOT wants to do an environmental study. Yes, is that, that's correct. Is that the yeah, case? Was then
2: a little more red tape. Otherwise, we'd be starting to roll this out right now. Actually, but uh, that's the reason why is we got to clear up that one little bit of it takes like they want like six months to to do an environmental study.
0: And since we're talking about Shannon Springs Park, uh, 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 last year uh, the disc golf association yes. came in with uh, some uh, plans to expand the disc golf course that's out there. Right now, it's right. nine holes and they'd like to expand it to 18 so can you give us an update on on what's happening there
2: right so the disc golf group uh the Cambridge City Council with two ideas one was to redo where these holes were located at the very least the current nine that are out there or option two was to put in 18 total including the redo of the nine uh I think right now they're looking at for sure the redoing of the nine they haven't they haven't moved at all and they uh, expanding it to the 18 holes but i know they would like that but they're they have a funding problems as everyone else does too so
0: sure and uh, i don't i think they're going to try to do all the funding themselves no right. city money involved yeah. with this at all no so city
2: funding involved the only thing the city's doing is allowing it to happen on the in the park property so
0: um let's talk about um uh the Dog park now in Centennial Park. There's some improvements going on there. And that dog park's been great. Yeah. uh, Since it's been uh, open the last couple of years or so. It's been a great success. Yeah.
2: Yeah. yeah, They're going to actually, so this next step, we got received more funding for additional uh, play equipment for the dogs. So right now there's kind of play equipment. There's on the large dog side, but there's no equipment on the small dog side. And so um, when they saw that at the open house, they're like, we need to put more. Playground stuff over there for the dogs on the small dog side. So uh, yeah, we should be putting in more. I think we're going to put in about seven grand worth of stuff into the, in the small dog side.
0: So like an obstacle course, like you might see yeah. on some of the dog challenge uh, yeah. competitions oh, on TV. Like the, the
2: Macy's Day Parade. Yeah. Right after that, the, the yeah. little competition. Yeah. yeah. Not yeah. to that extent, but yeah. similar. Yeah. I mean, the, sure. She, it's a smaller size. <laughs> uh, but yeah, no, it's going to be a, a great, a great asset to the park. A lot of, lot more things for the dogs to do. Fun for the parents to hang out in the family. To hang out and watch their dogs play.
0: Right, and in uh, Centennial Park, right next door, it's uh, well used by the community, and even uh, groups from outside come in and,
2: it's a and great do that. Asset. So it's mm-hmm. a great location. Uh, we couldn't ask for a better place for a park like that, just surrounded by the people, easy to get to, walking trail, restrooms, great newer playground from 2014, I think. So it's still really pretty new; it's only 10 years old. Um, Great, great location.
0: Let's talk about Washita Valley Park. Uh, and, yeah. you know, they got a great splash pad over there and a community center that uh, yeah. uh, can be rented out for you events know, and things like that.
2: That's my favorite splash pad. Everything works. You get it all to yourself because it's not as busy as Shannon Springs. And uh, that community room was just beautiful. If you ever need a space, it's only like, I think it's like 30 bucks an hour. And you get it all to yourself. And then it's right behind the splash pad so you could have your little – the kid's birthday party, and then roll out to the splash pad in the back. And it's just a a great location right off the road.
0: Right. And uh, a great Thunder basketball court. That was awesome. Great addition to that a few years ago. That was nice.
2: There's a walking trail out there too, Mm -hmm. playground. Um, Lots of things to do. A couple basketball courts, actually. Mm -hmm.
0: All right. Um, Let's move on to some of the other city parks. And I know um, got some donations for some new uh, playground equipment, which was uh, awesome. Some... uh, equipment that are accessible for uh disabled kids which is cool
2: um yeah so we had a donor donate money for a couple swings actually swing mm-hmm. sets. um and then i'm working on that this that grant we we're talking about with the uh we had that task force we we're just talking about with that money we could do an accessible playground or have a good chunk towards one for sure so that's that would be one of the potential options that i'm going to let my parks board go with uh to choose from as as a a good step towards an accessible playground
0: and you mentioned the park board and that's brand new too just in the last month or so so the group had its first meeting right
2: yeah yeah great group they were all very open and just really great to see them all come together and they all have individual ideas and so it was fun to see someone might have a a a love for the shannon springs another one came with a love of the sports complex and, and they all want to see these areas developed and maintained and just beautified and it was just a great time together and I think it's going to work out really well.
0: So, how would you recommend uh, folks get a hold of the the, the board? They could do that through city hall, or through yeah. you or
2: yeah. Um, I yeah, we have we should have information listed um, where you can access. I don't know if they've gave their phone numbers or their emails, but they should have information online of how you can get a hold of them. Um, you can also get a hold of me, and if you have something you want to add to our parks board, if you have an idea, we can roll it through that board, and then they can hash it out. And if if we all are on the same page, we could. We could try and ask for it at the city council.
0: Right. So it's kind of a recommendation group. yeah. So they can just say, okay, this is what we propose and Mm -hmm. kind of go from there. So uh, when do they meet and how often?
2: They're going to meet the fourth Thursday of each month at six o'clock. I believe the six o'clock is the time. At City Hall. Yes, sir.
0: Sounds good. Let's go to Lake Chickasaw. We mentioned that briefly earlier, and I know um, you'll be opening up some bids, I guess, pretty soon on. Yes, sir. Uh, They call it the dock abatement program. So there's a number of uh, uh, docks that are just non functioning right now, and you're going to try to just get a, going to get a, get, a, get, a, get, a, get rid of them, right?
2: Yeah, yeah. These docks were probably put in decades ago and they've just been neglected and abandoned and they just sit out in the water and are are hazardous to boats because some of them are a little bit under the water so you don't see them so it's more of a hazard now a lot of them and they just need to come out so they were put in by previous previous individuals and the people that live there now have no connection or correlation to these docks
0: about how many people live out there now
2: um so there are 55 leases that people have contracts that they're out there that could live out there for oh three fourths of the year we turn off the water out there and we kind of close up in the winter but besides that they they could live out there for us that time so
0: and but there's two public docks uh, at the lake right
2: yes sir two public docks at the lake yep
0: and what are their conditions and uh,
2: sure uh, sure so the one the one on the south side there by where you load your boats, most of you. By the dam? By the dam, yes, yeah, sir. That one's great, and you get a great condition. The one on the north side's in rougher shape. Um, we got to make some big hard calls there on that if we want to dump money into that. Uh, but we'll see where that one goes. But right now we're looking at our options there with that one.
0: Um, and I know there's been some concern about uh, upkeep. I know you said you have crew out there, but it's just, you know, you've got a limited staff. and You've got, right. uh, I don't know how many acres of parks in the city you've oh, got to man. you've got to keep up with so
2: right right we got about 250 acres of grass in, in town that we take care of uh and then the lake is another oh geez uh, the, the lake itself the lake pr- the city owns about five thousand acres out there but we all we, we cut probably oh 50 acres of it so the rest of it's kind of subbed out through other farmers or whatnot mm-hmm. so
0: all right. Uh let's talk about uh there's some new wayfinding signs yeah. uh, throughout Chickasha if, if folks have been uh been paying attention and this is just to try would prove the the walkability yeah, of it, the it city. Occurred.
2: Yeah, so these wayfinding signs they will take you from like uh the library to the ymca to the train depot to city hall and you can go you don't have to go in that exact order but you can start in here and go there and it kind of tells you how far it is from each distance and it it's just kind of a they're kind of fun little signs spencer appreciate
0: you coming in today and uh, again get ready to be a busy season for the parks and rec folks so Absolutely. um i know you're pretty open to folks if they want to give you a shout at city hall and Absolutely. Get some information going on on whatever out there. Yep.
2: So. Call me, email me, come to my office. I'd love to talk to you.
0: Great, Spencer Winsen Reed. He's the City of Chickasha's Parks and Recreation Director.